Toronto proud to announce from Zurich Men's League Switzerland from US program Austin Matthews. Okay, welcome back to episode 3 of the COVID experience. Um, this is getting rather fun. Um, I hope everyone's doing fine, staying safe, all that kind of stuff. Glad to talk to you again. Um, yeah, so this is interesting. I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, I've got some news. got my winners of the losers for the Leafs through this whole process. And more news and fear and spreading um, my, my opinions on the situation. Which are, you know, pretty much law at this point. Okay, so there was recently Donald Trump had a meeting with the NHL and they were talking about what they're going to do uh, with the NHL and its future. And basically, this is funny thing, basically they just came out and said, oh, it's all the same. Nothing's changing. Like, well, obviously. I think what Trump probably did was give them a bit of insight into whatever the administration's plans are for the future. Um, so that the NHL can try and plan around that, which is good. I mean, you want all the major businesses, people who have a lot of money invested in the economy to understand like what's happening so that they can plan for that and that all their employees who are suffering right now, probably the most through not being employed, um, will have more of a certain future, like if they know what's going to happen. Um, ideally, the NHL owners and all that will be able to tell all the employees about what's going on. Uh, apologize for noise, sorry. Um, they'll just be able to tell them what's going on and the employees can kind of understand um, how to plan their future, how to save their money, and like maybe in some situations they might have to get a different job. Hopefully that is not the case and that people won't be displaced too much, but it's pretty much guaranteed at this point. Um, a little thoughts on this, like, if if you really think about it, I know, you know, we're kind of nearing the one month anniversary of this whole thing, I believe, this week on Wednesday, of when they officially shut everything down, and at that point, I know it's, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, it'll be over in a month or something, uh, there's no chance, and every day if you look at the statistics about the, or sorry, just the numbers and the increase in how many people are being exposed and dying and all that kind of stuff it's going up by a lot um, in a week we went from like 600,000 to 1.2 million and there's no signs that that's changing it's just spreading to certain countries and spreading to other countries and it's only going to get worse from here um, before it gets better and the thing is like let's just say whatever things they do oh, one sec so if Let's just say tomorrow we suddenly had a rate of like a thousand people and get infected instead of 6,000 or 60 something thousand a day increases like, oh, that's good. It's kind of leveled off. Well, you have to wait for that to level off for a while 
before it'll start to go down. So let's just be generous and say after a week, okay, it's leveled off. Um, it's staying around that increase, but then the actual uh, worldwide rate of infection actually starts to go down, like people are recovering a lot faster than they're getting infected. And let's be generous and say that over three weeks, you know, you'll start to see a steady decline um, in worldwide cases and like the spreading of new infections. So it starts to get below a thousand. You're still, that's still four weeks where nothing can be opened up yet because you don't want it to go back up. So even if you were ultra generous and you said, okay, after two more weeks, that's when um, we would be able to start lifting restrictions to big events like hockey games. Again, being super generous about the whole thing. Uh, at that point, you'd still have to have like at least a week training, mini training camp. And so from there, you're, what are we talking, like minimum seven weeks before anything could even happen again. It's already April, so that, what does that take us to? Like late May, June. And that's like miracle scenario that things start to turn around in a way that uh, they're willing to do that. Like that, honestly, that is just dreaming that this is gonna happen. I honest, I actually think we probably won't see anything until like late August at best. <clears throat> Maybe even September. Um, and so these little meetings and things that they're doing with the NHL, I think that's just them saying, like we probably can't lift restrictions. Uh, anytime soon so plan for the long haul and I think I I mean even and the other thing too is you got to think like even if Trump said like oh yeah four weeks guaranteed and that he actually tell that promise said, yeah whatever happens we're just gonna maybe limit the numbers at stadiums or something or, or whatever we got a plan to get everything back in action then uh, I don't think the Canadian government is going to decide the exact same way like I'd be really surprised if the, the U.S. just opened everything up to the Canadian government. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, I just don't see that possible with the amount of infections there and, like, how well Canada's handling it right now. Um, things are going really well for us, so they, why would they change anything? They wouldn't do that. They'd probably, at best, they would open up some minor things in Canada first, but they still wouldn't open up the borders to a place that's still exploding, especially over in New York. So it's super unrealistic that anything is going to change um before august i just i can't see it. it could even last longer than that like honestly some nobody knows what could go on for or how long this could happen for um, i wouldn't be surprised if this was going on and like next year like by christmas we're still talking about shit like this like until there's like a vaccine or something i just i'd be shocked if things were lifted anytime soon so that's why we got to get to fun speculation. But uh, some extra news stuff first. Um, some NHL player, or there's a discussion about them potentially giving up their last paycheck of this year so that next year's escrow isn't something like 35%. Um, I, 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 like, I get it that they want to do this, and it might be a good idea so that the future pain of like the escrow isn't as bad. Um, but I think like it really doesn't matter because the absolute amount is still going to be the same player because of the 50 50 split between players and owners and yeah it's i could understand like how hard it would be for some nhl players to say like oh crap i'm gonna lose 35 percent of my wage but losing like your last paycheck this year is gonna be 
also bad, and I wonder if every player doesn't agree to it, do they still have to do it? So let's say like 90% of players are like, yeah, I'm fine, I got money put away, um, no big deal, but there's those 10% who have just spend their way to oblivion all the time and they don't have another source of income, and so they're, they're relying on this. Um, I wonder how many are really going to be screwed, like heavy gamblers or something. Who was it? It was uh, Jack Johnson, that defenseman, had like tax issues, and that's why he needed a big contract, and he was really pissy in Columbus about it. So yeah, that's it's an interesting issue. Um, I don't think it really solves anything because it just delays the money, or just prevents the future money from being a lot more. Sort of smoothens it out. Um, but otherwise, it's still going to be the same amount. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, the future, uh, some people have been talking about the NHL players playing, uh, like a PS4 NHL game to, like, keep interest going and see how many people would be interested in that. Like, if you had, like, two members from each team playing them or something. Uh, I don't know. I... Funny thing is I like watching Twitch and video games and certain things, but I don't know if I would be interested in watching, like, an NHL player play an NHL game. I'd be more interested of, like, some worldwide best players, like, playing it. I'm sure some of the NHL players are really good, but, I don't know, it's just not something I would be interested in at all. Like, I get they're trying to keep interest going, but it's really funny in this world of, like, uh, you know, constant media, constant new information, uh, or in the, that's like the old world, but this new world we live in, everything's sort of stagnant and probably will be for a long time. So people are like really reaching to like show you something, show you content, uh, no jokes, please. Um, and so you're seeing things like articles on like, oh, John Tavares keeping busy by, uh, you know, listening to rock music and like changing diapers. Like, okay, thanks probably could have guessed that since he has a newborn and I think he's 28 or something he's a few years younger than me so <laughs> the, the new thing they're going to do to keep people entertained is like <clears throat> have NHL players playing NHL games sorry not for me boring really not interested I'd be more interested in them doing like YouTube videos about like their workouts and how they stay in shape and like the actual level of intensity it needs to be an NHL player so that they could talk about like yeah you know um, it really takes two months at least to get really ready for game shape so uh, for the training camp so July 1st or July 2nd or something after the holiday I like to start by you know some sprints and then I do like once a week skating but I'm also working on strength training like just start going through the whole thing that'd be really cool and maybe start sharing some of their advice for uh, how to eat properly, to stay in shape, how to eat properly for games. Like, I'd be more interested in that stuff than just seeing them play a video game. Um, and even just talking about their personal struggles in the NHL would be really cool. Talk about, like, mental health issues and maybe some of the pressures that they deal with from, like, their uh, fan base. Especially something like Toronto would be pretty rough. You know, you never know how they can handle that. Um, how often do they just have to shut off their social media accounts and phones? Like, that kind of stuff that's, like, real people things that they actually go through. Instead of just trying to show us something they similar enough to the NHL, or as similar as possible. Uh, I just... 
I don't know. Let's just talk about real life instead of like trying to fake real life. Yeah, that's just how I feel. Um, oh, Ottawa gave up some of its space for uh, sick people to be treated there. Thought that was pretty cool. I actually was wondering why there wasn't more stadiums set up or something like that because they must have at least a small medical facility and so you, you can maybe like instead of having um you could have fewer doctors in like the doctor's offices but move some of them to like these arenas that have the proper facilities just to do like basic checkups and collect blood samples and all that kind of stuff i thought that would be real you good use of the space and then before obviously anybody comes in for a game or some kind of event they would just have like a mass cleaning of the place I think that would make a lot of sense um, it would also give some construction workers some work to like come in there and set the place up properly uh, I, I mean it's definitely something that's doable if they're willing to do it I'm glad Ottawa did that um, alright so I'm going to just talk about the winners and losers on the Maple Leafs and see uh, and let you know when I think about the positioning they're set up with because of this whole thing. Oh, so first, so Sandine, I'm kind of labeling him as a winner through this because he's, you know, he hasn't played a lot of NHL games. He's still working on it. Um, and I felt like he was getting really overwhelmed near the end of the season. He, uh, you know, he's just giving up the puck more. He seemed tired. He seemed confused. And other players on other teams were able to just take advantage of that. And get a, get around him in a way that I don't think he was doing as much at the beginning, but this gives him an opportunity to take a break and sort of get his stuff together and maybe come back and have a better last half or last part of the season if that even happens. I mean, possibly playoffs if they even make it. Uh, another winner who most people will label as a loser is Cody Cece. Now he has not had a good season. I originally. Um, wanted to defend him most of the season just thinking people are like over exaggerating his mistakes and sometimes he he does play fine and you don't notice him and that's a good thing but often he does do dumbass things and you do notice him and it's like they're really bad uh i've mentioned many times how he just gets beat physically by people and it's not like like i get he's not the biggest dude he's not as big as some of these power forwards like Drysaddle that just pushed him out of the way. But at least like make it hard on him. At least like get your stick down to the puck and just poke it away then. Like if you know uh, people are able to push you around because you're not a big dude, then you have to be smart about it and use your stick to poke the puck away. That's all he has to do. Um, not only that, he's done so many stupid things where he's like supposed to be right in front of the net to protect uh, like a, if there's a rebound or something. But he's like way off on the side and it's like oh good job or there's an open player on the other side and he's instead just standing in front of the goalie like like watch what you're doing dude um and then oh and i was just gonna say that this really benefits him because he's up for his contract this year and he needs to do something to prove that he actually deserves like a nhl level contract close to the one he had before i think he was making close to four million which if I was a GM, I would not pay him over two at this point. Just based on his experience level, you kind of maybe want him as a number seven or six dude. Um, this gives him a chance to sort of get his shit together and be able to put together a last, a more memorable, positive ten games and possibly playoffs that could uh, 
actually give him a better contract next season. Let's do a couple losers. So, Jack Campbell. He has had a good impact on the team since he's been been there. Um, he's shown that, I mean, he's shown that he like could take the number one job for a while if Freddie happened to get injured, and it wouldn't be a problem. And he was on a good roll, and since Freddie was like sort of injured before, and then he was kind of coming back slowly, you think he? I think he would have had a lot of opportunities to play. Um, but now I feel like if the playoffs were to, if they were to play like five games or something before the playoffs, I, I would bet Freddie would play most of them. Um, which sucks. Sucks for Campbell because he really, it'd be really really nice to see what he could do over an extended period of time and play more games. And who knows, maybe he could be the starter in a couple of years. Um, haven't seen enough of him to really say that yet, but it's always possible. Uh, another loser from this, which is going to sound funny to most people, is Austin Matthews. Now he's, the reason I, I label him as a loser in this whole situation is he's had a pretty decent season. He's been injury free. I think, I don't think he missed any games. Um, but yeah, he's had great success in goal. He was on the race for the Rocket. Um, this could kind of mess up his whole chance for momentum and like, you know, just feeling on top of it and actually getting a lot of goals and possibly winning the Rocket. Uh, the, I know, like, you know what's funny is a lot of people will talk about the, the hot hand fallacy in hockey where, you know, if you see someone scoring a lot, you kind of, you think he has a higher chance to score, but it's like, no, his chance to score is just averaged over time and it doesn't change from one game to the next or one shot to the next. And it's like, well, no, that's that works with like dice or something if you're trying to calculate the odds of rolling a two. But that doesn't work the same with people because people are influenced by their emotions and, and pretty behavior and all that kind of stuff to change how sort of in so present they are in the moment. Like, are they able to push out their stress or emotions and all that kind of stuff to shoot as well as they could if they were just under no stress? And as a player is scoring more and more and they're feeling good about themselves, they probably, I would say almost guaranteed, they don't feel the stress in the same way because they've, they've been productive, they're doing their part. And he was doing his part and he was doing well uh, defensively and all that kind of stuff. So I just feel like this kind of interruption could be bad if he comes back just rusty. And I mean, who knows how anybody's going to handle this when they come back. Maybe he'll just light it up. Um... Another winner, or sorry, let's do one more loser, then we'll do a winner. Another loser is on the same vein is William Nylander. Now, he's played the best hockey he's played um, since he's been on the team, honestly. Now, last year was just a, a shit show, and it was really hard for him to come back after that layoff and actually be useful. And it, it was really annoying to watch him. I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? Why did you do this? Why didn't you just start playing for the team earlier? And he's really shown that he's not that same player. And honestly, he's been he's been actually playing at his contract or even above it this year with his defensive play and how he's he's just back checked a lot more. He's been able to like not just back check, but back check, get the puck back, and make a good play without screwing up and being um, I think on pace for his best production ever. Actually, let me check that for you. Yeah, for sure. He was close to getting like 70 points, 35 goals throughout the season. So he definitely would have had his best year ever. And at that level, like that's his contract's pretty good at that point. 
Um, I do wish it was a little bit shorter or a little bit uh, less money, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, I was happy to see him have a bounce back here because I think most people expected him to, but you always had that fear that like his 60 point years were his best years and like he's just going to slack off from now on. I was thankfully he didn't do that. Um, oh, another winner I want to talk to you about was the was Morgan Riley. So for him, you know, he had those game, he had that injury, and he was gone for a while. He just had that really good season last year. This was kind of a muddled year, um, and then he was going to have to come back, play a very few amount of games, and just be into the playoffs. Well, now he's got way more of an opportunity to just ensure that his injury isn't going to like bother him for the rest of the season. I think he played two games or one game beforehand. So at least he could, he had a taste of it before um, he was he was gone again to see how like how he could handle his ankle or whatever it was, and this will give him another opportunity to help fix any of those kind of problems. So if there is some short lead up um, to the playoffs, he'll just be in the exact same position as everybody else instead of coming in like you know sort of out of it, having to play like these intense games just to make the playoffs. Then intense playoff games. Even though he's a solid veteran and all that kind of stuff, I just, I, I, a lot of players do not seem to handle that kind of situation very well. And, oh, final winner. Uh, all NHL vets. Uh, I think all the veterans in the league just basically benefit from this extra time off if there is more of a season later because, yeah, they're just older, harder to recover from. I think some of them who may be on the verge of retiring or seeing their team decline um, this would give them a chance to be in the best shape they could for the playoffs, whereas otherwise they would be a little bit more beat down. And even though Ovi hasn't really shown his age much, I just this could benefit him if there is a playoffs um, in a big way. And even someone like Crosby, who's he's played a lot of hockey, to be honest, and this would be a huge advantage to him um, going in there. So really happy for all those kinds of players that can do that. That's it for me this week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, avoid COVID, and uh, stay strong for the next six months we're going to be doing this. Bye.